Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another night of the Spooky Stuff Radio. My name is Alex, and I am your hostess for this evening. Tonight's show is a very exciting one, and this is somebody I actually know personally in real life. Uh, so my friend Jason, my good friend Jason, has published his very first very first book. Woo, I cannot talk this evening. <laughs> this is not going well already. Ah, uh, yes. So my friend Jason published his very first book, and... Yeah, it's actually based on actual locations around where he lives, and um, it's, uh, you know, paranormal fiction, um, it's all about ghost hunting, so anytime there's, like, fiction and ghost hunting, it's always, a, you know, always a keen interest to me. My book has not arrived yet. It is actually arriving tomorrow, so a little bit one day late than, um, than I wanted, but that's okay. So, uh, really quick, though, just a few housekeeping before we dive in. This show does come up before Live Paranormal Spotlight Radio, so this is your little warm-up precursor to Rob and Nikki's show. Uh, so, if you're looking for Rob and Nikki right now, you got to wait about 29 more minutes for their fabulous program. Originally, the Spooky Stuff Radio did start off as, like, a five-minute segment for Paranormal Spotlight Radio, then it became so popular that Rob was like, hey, why don't you just do your own segment right beforehand? So short and sweet, we go for about 25-ish minutes. And, yeah, that's what you're listening to right now. Also, one more bit of housekeeping. I will not be here next week for Spooky Stuff Radio. So Spooky Stuff Radio will be taking an evening off next week. And the reason is is because I will be in the Emerald City of Seattle. I'm going to be traveling for work for quite a bit. Um, I'll be gone for many, many days, many more than I originally expected. And uh, during the Night of Spooky Stuff Radio, I will be at a work event at a Mariners game. So it's going to be like my first baseball game in a while, but at least attending a live baseball game. So totally not a paranormal situation at all. I was going to stay at a haunted hotel, but then they switched our city to Bellevue, so I'm going to have to go across the Puget Sound, I think, uh, to go to Bellevue and work instead and then hop back and forth between Seattle. It's going to be good fun. Uh, Let's hope that I do not get robbed because apparently robberies are up in Seattle. So um, me wearing pajama pants and totally looking like rough, check. So... Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and, yep, we got our lovely guest on, so I will go ahead and bring him on. So before we get really get going, um, Jason is on my team, the Association of Paranormal Study. He is a fabulous human being. I am so fortunate to have known him since 2013, I think. <laughs> I think it was 2013, 2012 we met. Um, awesome human being. He's on my team, very passionate about paranormal investigating, about paranormal topics. And, yeah, I mean, he's taken all that he knows in his life, and he's summed it up into um, a book, and I am so excited to read it. It's got two five-star reviews right now, so we're already off to a great start. Um, It's been ranking in, like, the top ten for new releases for, like, ghost thrillers, LGBT 
uh, gosh, I can't talk tonight. LGBTQIA plus horror. Um, it's doing it's doing pretty pretty dang good. So um, you know, not everyone has such great success with their first book. So yeah, I'll go ahead and bring the star of the show himself, uh, Jason. Welcome to the Spooky Stuff Radio. Yay! I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for like agreeing to come on too. I know you got a lot going on right now because you just added two new fur babies to your family. Oh my gosh, they're driving me nuts. I love them dearly. <laughs> <laughs> so they're already doing the right thing. Okay, good, good. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice. All right. So first of all, congratulations on the release of your first book, and congratulations Thank on you. how well it's doing. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's- it's doing far better than I even could have expected at this moment. So hopefully we can keep the steam rolling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, for those of you who are curious about how to get your copy of the book, um, you can check it out on Amazon. It's called The House on Dead Man's Curve. Uh, just type that in or type in Jason's name, Jason Roach. Or you can check the links on the Spooky Stuff with Alex Mastuo Facebook page. And I will add it to the blog talk radio description as well. So in case if you just all want to go ahead and just jump in and get your copy, you should totally do it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yes, yeah. go for it. <laughs> yeah, like just like like you can even step away from the interview if you have to and go buy the book. I mean, you you have permission. It is fine. Um, <laughs> this the show is archived and recorded. You can always catch up. Um, yeah, so uh, I know we have a short time. We have about 20-ish, 25-ish minutes. I may go a little over. Um, Rob will probably strike me by lightning bolt, but um, eh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Jason, um, so I, I know you. I know your story, but I know my listeners do not know you, and they don't know your story. So I'm going to take on that weird, awkward um, role right now and kind of be like an interviewer, which is actually what I do because it's a radio show. But <laughs> basically I have to talk to you like I don't know you. So <laughs> um, That works. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Otherwise people are going to be tuning in to just a private convo and they're going to be like, what are they talking about? So, all right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll start at the very beginning. Well, beginning-ish. Okay. What, what inspired you to write this book? Uh, well, okay, so honestly, you inspired me to write this book um, because uh, I see how much hard work that you put into all the books that you've released, and I have always written things, but I was always that person that uh, they would get like halfway through or whatever and just quit and give it up. And I decided, you know, from your inspiration to – just do it, you know, because we're not getting any younger. So I did it, and wow, like I'm still in shock that it has even happened. Um, so the the basis kind of starts off with, um, obviously, um, as Alex has said, you know, I'm on her team. I'm very interested in the paranormal. I've had many, many, many paranormal experiences in my life, but they really weren't enough to just write a whole book about. So I was like, how can I get my personal experiences into a book and make it enjoyable? So I took it and I wrapped this crazy, like, turn-twisting fictional story around them. And 
that's what I did. That that that's how it became, and and now it's it's there. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, and you're so sweet to say that I inspired you. Um, I swear, everyone, I did not tell him to say that. Um, that wasn't a requirement to be on the show. Um, <laughs> she did not. She did not. I promise you. But if you look on the acknowledgments page, you will find her name listed. So. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I was hoping you had your book by now, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I was like, okay, I need to order, I need to order. So I ordered it on what's today, Tuesday. I ordered it on Saturday, and I got it in paperback. So I'm like, okay, Amazon Prime, you know, <laughs> deliver. And I was like, okay, but do you know what's funny? Um, not to sidetrack to my book. Um, so I ordered um, copies for the owners of the Trivet Clinic. I ordered mm-hmm. those copies four days after I ordered my author copies. The owners of the Trivet Clinic got their books last week. I still have not gotten mine. Oh, wow. So Amazon <clears throat> has something against me, which for those of you who know me personally, would be, it's, that would be really ironic. Um, right. <laughs> which would be really ironic. Um, yeah, so I was like, okay, so my book hasn't come yet. Um, it's actually going to be my reading for my really long flight coming up to Seattle. So um, you're going to be, you're going to be my air travel entertainment on Sunday when I fly out. (laughs) Awesome. Nice. Um, Let's see. So, uh, and and you're absolutely right. I mean, when people ask me how, like how to get started writing a book, I mean, I feel like it's the worst advice ever, but it's like just, do it. Like just, even if you're just writing about your cat sleeping on the couch, just do it. Like describe what they're doing on the couch, describe like how they're curled up or talk about a sandwich that you just made. Like it's, 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 it's it's so the hardest and you know, this. the hardest thing to do is to get started, like to just get those few, Mm -hmm. few words in. And then, yeah, that's, that's the hardest part in my opinion. So yeah, that, that, that's kind of how it was with me because like just that getting started um, and you were kind of there, you know, in, in that starting process. I think we were on an investigation at that time. And mm-hmm. like I sit down and I started writing and then all of a sudden I just couldn't stop mm-hmm. and it just kept going. And then my editor was like, you are way too detailed. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and I think back, and I, and I remember uh, you and I sitting in a hotel room, and you were like, "Wow, the detail!" And I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> I was all excited. Yeah. But, anyway. <laughs> but I think that was really good for you, though, because you were able to really create. And yeah, I haven't read your book yet, um, but you. But I can say for you, I can. I think that really helped you in creating your universe and your world that you were establishing in the book. And even if that didn't quite make the cut towards the end, you still have that context that you're able to move forward with when you were writing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, and you know, from writing, not everything makes the cut. So um, definitely get that rough draft down and then go from there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the, the real places that inspired the book. Um, Cause I know you live, I, I know you grew up in Statesville, North Carolina, and apparently Statesville has quite, quite a presence in your book, or at least the locations in Statesville inspired lo- the locations. Yeah. Well, it actually is set in Statesville. Um, so it's based 
uh, from my experience, this is based off a house that I lived in uh, in Statesville that was actually on a curve known as Dead Man's Curve. Um, and the local area in the or surrounding areas had always known to have some type of haunting or paranormal experience uh, all the way back from uh, when my parents were growing up, actually about a mile down the road from where I lived. And so I lived in this house and it was, this house was crazy. Like you would be, you would be waking up in the middle of the night to hear dishes clanging in the kitchen and full-on conversations going on that you could just barely not make out, but you could hear them clear as day. Um, screen doors would open and close, or the sounds of the screen doors would open and close. Obviously, they weren't actually opening and closing um, because we did go and investigate, you know, to be like, hey, what again? You know, what's going on? Uh, one of the more crazier things was um, we had gone out uh make a Walmart run or something, and we came home and all the windows in the house were open. And so we called hmm. our landlord. Um, yeah. We called our landlord, <clears throat> excuse me, and we asked him, like, hey, have you been in this house? Because they just lived, like, you know, a couple houses up the street from us, and they would stop in from time to time. We had a good relationship with them. And we're like, have you been in the house? And they're like, no, we've not been over there. And we were like, okay, well, we chalked it up to kind of, maybe there was moisture in the air. Maybe the windows were swelling and they had unswollen and that caused them to rise. You know, anything that we could to kind of debunk. And we also locked them. We went through the house and we locked every single window. And mm. probably about a week later, we came uh, we had gone back out. We came back home. <clears throat> they were all open again. What? And these were old, yeah, these were old windows. They, you know, they had that old, tiny, like, brass knob at the top that you had to turn and, like, push the window down for, to even get it to latch. So, like, it took force to get these things locked and unlocked. And every single one of the windows were open again. And so we ended up nailing the window shut. <clears throat> and note for all you guys, do not nail your windows shut in a rental house. That's not a good thing. <laughs> but we did get in trouble for that. But, but, yeah, it was the only way we could keep them closed because they kept opening. Jeez. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, we had... Oh, the biggest one, yes. Um, there was a time when I was I was laying in my room and I was reading a book and uh, my roommate at the time was in the living room and we were kind of not on speaking terms. So I didn't think anything of it when someone walked in my room and just kind of stood in the doorway and just kind of stared at me for a little bit. I just ignored it, kept reading my book. But I distinctly remember like, out of my peripheral vision, which is crazy because I'm almost blind. Um, <laughs> I remember they had a, a purple shirt and jeans. And about 30 minutes went by. I got tired of uh, reading. Don't get tired of reading my book, guys. And I got up 
and I went into the living room, and I was like, what do you want? Like, why do you come in there and not say anything? You know, what's going on? Like, I didn't come in there. I've been sitting right here the whole time. Then I noticed wow. he was wearing tan shorts, or tan shorts and a white shirt. And the wow. only way he could have changed was to change pretty much directly in front of me because the house was the size of a storage unit. You know, it wasn't very big, so I would have noticed that someone would have changed. Uh, yeah, so I, some, something, someone uh, came in my room and just stood there and watched me while I was reading. And I choose, I choose to believe, this, this is my personal uh, thought process, um, because, like I said, my, my parents grew, or my mom grew up a mile down the street, and uh, my grandfather passed away on the farm. And I choose to believe that that was him coming to check on me because I was in a very tumultuous situation at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's just my personal opinion. I can't prove that. Of course, there's a lot of things we can't prove in the paranormal, but we do still believe them. So mm-hmm. I would rather believe that than it was somebody just off the highway. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. a passerby, but. Well, and I think that's, yeah, so you know, you're... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you, no, you. Oh. Um, okay, I'll go. Uh, so I was, yeah. was going to say that I think your, you know, your intuition was probably telling you also if you really feel like it was your grandfather. I mean, that's your, that's your gut telling you. So I, I believe it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, that's 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 kind of my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, so, and then we take a dive uh, throughout the book. So, the book is um, it's about a paranormal team that goes to investigate um, this house that's on a Dead Man's Curve, and they're investigating the curve and the and the house and the property and things, and eventually throughout throughout their investigation they decide to go visit some of the more historical places in town um so this is where i bring in a lot of the statesville history um they go and visit schoolhouse uh that's just a one-room schoolhouse that was built in the 1800s and my actually my great-grandmother used to teach at this schoolhouse um then they go and they visit a place called uh, Fort Dobbs. It uh, is an old French and Indian war fort. And so they visit it. Um, and the crazy thing about this is while I was doing my research, okay, so I, I I grew up at Fort Dobbs. It was like this place to hang out. And they had, like, picnic shelters and stuff, and everybody would have their big advance and family reunions and and whatnot there. So I was always there all the time. And this, when I was growing up, there was just this big open field and a little, like, one-room shack gift shop that was there. But right outside the gift shop used to be these graves. And there, there was, like, three or four of them. And some of them were soldiers. And one of them was this unknown named baby 
And I remember this clear as day. I have played around this grave. Like, I know it's there. There is no mention of this grave anywhere. Like, on their site, on any type of research that I could pull up, I could not find it. And it's so crazy. Um, But I know it's there. Um, But they've recently remodeled. And what they did is they, they found, somehow they found old blueprints of what the original spore actually looked like. And so they've actually reconstructed the entire fort. Um, so it is pretty neat. Uh, it's a great place to visit um, and find the graves if you go, because they're, I promise you they're there. They're back in the woods. Um, and then the, uh, they go and they visit uh, the uh, the train, the ghost train of Statesville. Um, mm. Obviously, you, you can't really you can't really get to the tracks, um, and it's something I highly do not recommend. But they do um they do drive past it. So and they view it from the road in a location. Um during the day actually too, you know, so you can see what's going on. Um so, you know, they drive by that and then they go downtown to um this hotel it's called the Vance Hotel and I'm not sure that it's open anymore. I think they're in the process of reopening it and remodeling it. Um, and this is a story that I had heard, you know, ever since I was a teenager. Um, the the way the sidewalks are set up in downtown Statesville against the Vance Hotel is there are windows that half of them are above the sidewalk and then half of them are below the sidewalk. And people have heard that or, or witnessed, they claim, to see a little girl peeking out the windows above the sidewalk. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so that place definitely makes an appearance. And then they come back around and they get back into their investigation and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dang. Sounds like Statesville is like this, un, almost this untouched gem of paranormal stuff, you know, in North Carolina. I know, right? I know, and there, there's only so many places that you can actually get into because a lot of people don't claim their experiences mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, right, yeah, sounds sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so North Carolina, man, it's probably one of the most haunted states. <clears throat> I say that right now. I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I say that, but but also it's one of those areas where it's so hard to get into places too like there's just like the locations are there but they're not very accessible which is a bit frustrating um but that's a whole other yeah. rant for another time um <laughs> nice nice um well i think it's really cool that you were able to weave in you know your your town your hometown and the legends and the um ghost stories surrounding that and you know, write, write a whole book out of, out of it. I mean, that's amazing. So yeah, I think that's, that's really special. It's really special. They were able to do that. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. Um, I, I was a little worried about revisiting the hometown because I spent 30 years trying to get out of it and it, it really, it, it, 
it didn't bother me as much as I thought it was going to. Like, it, it, it was really fun and interesting, so I enjoyed it. Nice. Nice. Cool. Well, believe it or not, that just flew by. So we're already getting close to our time, and unless Rob gets on and tells me to kick kick me out and stuff, I will. Uh, we're going to keep going for a couple more minutes. Um, okay. Take advantage of the full five and a half minutes we have left. Um, yeah, so I guess my next question for you would be, so overall the writing experience was good, or are you kind of like, nope, I'm done, this is the one and done book? I mean, do you have any plans for another one? I am actually building plans for the next one. Um, it will not be a sequel. This one is a one and done. And you all are going to hate me for it when you read the end. But, um, yeah, there is another one in the works. Um, and then um, I actually enjoyed and learned a lot about the the publishing industry. Um, so I'm actually looking to open my own publishing company um, and cater it towards the uh, LGBTQ community and the allies and everybody else. And, and hopefully we can make a run of it. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, cool. So, so basically, when I'm done with this book, I may end up pinging you from the airplane from you know 30,000 30, feet in the air and be like, Jason, um, no sequel, really? Um, <laughs> so, oh man. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, I'm sure it's going to make my plane ride to. Seattle a bit more spooky and it's a great good way to start off spooky season so um oh yeah definitely yeah awesome let's see let's see um I think I think we're coming about that time so Jason where can people find more information about you where can they find your book and you have more formats of your book than the average author so yeah um tell us all about it Yeah, so the book is available on Amazon. We have uh, Kindle and the KU Unlimited. We have uh, paperback and we have hardback. Um, We are in the process of working on an audio book as well. And you can uh, can find me on Facebook, Twitter, um, TikTok, Instagram. Most of them are uh, at Jason Roach author or at Jason Roach. And... Uh, my website is authorjasonroach.com, and if you want to come out and visit me personally, I will be doing a book launch event at the Statesville Civic Center, which happens to be right next door to the Vance Hotel that we just talked about. Um, we'll be doing a book signing on October 8th from 3 to 7. And I know another person who has a book launch on the same day at the same time. And so if you <laughs> want to stop by and and see her first, um, I'm only 20 minutes down the road. So come by, see me. Or if you want to come see me and then go see her. Either way works. Just come see us both. Or just go, or just go see Jason because, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh ah, okay cool so yes everyone definitely go check out Jason's book The House on Dead Man's Curve available on Amazon and Kindle paperback and hardcover 
Um, kudos for developing a hardcover version. Um, let me know. Also, side note, author talk. Let me know how that goes because I'm always, I'm really curious about how KDP does with that as opposed to Ingram. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, kind of curious too. I can't wait for my uh, my first buyer to get it because honestly, I haven't seen it. Mm, um, okay. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how it turns out and if I need to pull it immediately. <laughs> right. Oh gosh, yeah. I know that feeling. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely know that feeling. Um, cool. Well, everybody, um, I'm giving Rob and Nikki literally one minute, but that's okay. Love you all. Um, yeah, everyone, um, thanks for tuning in. Jason, thank you so much for joining me this evening. And everybody, I hope you have a very spooky week, and I will see you two weeks from today. I'll see you all on October 4th, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be back. Uh, follow my social media for spooky stuff around, you know, the Seattle Pacific Northwest area. So good time. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you, Jason. And thank you, everyone. Thank you, Alex. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio from the paranormal to the unexplained. It all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.